Hallelujah. Praise God. Prayer bells of heaven. Let's worship the Lord. While we are living in this world of care, we need our burdens that we have to bear. But there's a prayer bell at the Lord's right Give it a ring and he will understand. Oh, prayer bells of heaven, oh, how sweetly they ring. Married a message unto Jesus our King. When you are burdened now in sorrow and care, ring on in your book, I will answer your prayer. children to the fire were thrown. God saw a worldly thing they would not own. Jesus delivered and the king did solve. Prayer bells of heaven beat a man may long. were thrown into jail. They didn't worry who will go their bail. But all the prayer bell they began to ring. All fell the stars and they began to Jesus went to pray until his red became as blood they say, bringing the prayer bells are in agony, bringing salvation that we might be free.
see everybody this morning grab your bibles all right gonna be done if the lord lets me 11 o'clock sharp all right all right we don't have the screens today so that means you gotta keep your bibles open <laughs> you ain't got excuse today praise god amen we got that computer fixed already at the fellowship hall for this weekend and i wasn't wanting to play with that to get it take it down take it back up there bring it back and bring it back and bring it back bring it back so we ain't going to fool with that, but we'll have it next week, all right? Praise God. Let me appreciate everybody for coming this morning to the house of God. Miss those who are not here for whatever reason. God be with them, and Lord bless them. Hope to see everyone tonight that's not here today. Praise God, and hope that's here today. I'll see you tonight, too. Amen. Anybody planning on coming tonight? All righty. That works for me. Amen. We're going to go to the book of Acts chapter 4 and we're going to begin at first number 12 Acts chapter 4 first number 12 we're going to be doing quite a bit of reading today okay so we're going to be reading here Acts chapter 4 first number 12 thank you for those that are watching online God bless you for joining us hope the camera looks pretty good we thank God for that we got that new camera installed last night Came down here late last night, got that fixed, and the picture looks really good. So we appreciate that so much. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 4, verse number 12. Just one verse of your reading. It says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Everybody say saved. Praise God. So we're going to continue our series on the uh, who are you and today we're going to start on teaching the plan of salvation and if you read about the plan of salvation it's basically what Peter preached it was repentance baptism and the infilling of the Holy Ghost so basically if you allow me put it this way three steps is the plan of salvation and we're going to talk about repentance today all right God bless you you may be seated thank you for standing hallelujah but you can keep those Bibles open if you want because we're going to be doing quite a bit of reading. All right? Praise God. Before I begin, I do want to mention to those that has a Thompson Chain Bible. That's what I like to use for my studies. Uh, the topic for the oneness of God that we did the last Sunday, I taught. I, I don't think I ever told that number. It was 2649 is what we read from. That's about the one God. 
And uh, for those that would like to have a copy of this study after we get finished with it, you come see me and I'll get you a copy. And uh, I've also had several asks about the Thompson Chain Bible itself because they are pretty expensive. Uh, but they actually have an app. If you have a smartphone or smart device, you can actually download the Thompson Chain Bible app. And it's totally free. don't cost you anything. You just download it to your phone or your tablet. And then you can just put in these uh, topics like repentance, for example. You can type in repentance and it will automatically pull up some scripture for you okay so if that helps you out a little bit that will be uh, that'll save you a lot of money all right you can put that money in the offering but we'll talk about that later praise god hallelujah so let's get started so we are here to the doctrine of the apostles the apostles doctrine that's the book of acts there for you as we've taught to them that was taught to them by jesus christ and we are apostolic by doctrine we are pentecostal by experience and we are holiness in lifestyle and we uh, experience as they did on the day of Pentecost. But today we're going to talk about salvation. We're going to talk about repentance, okay? And we may get to finish this. We may not. There's a lot more scripture to this. And uh, so we're going to try to cover it all, okay? And if you have any questions, feel free to come see me or come see Pastor. We'd be more than happy to help you. It's important to me that you understand the Word of God. It's very important to me. And I'm going to kind of be slow, going kind of, you, some of y'all may get bored, and that's all right, but I'm just going to talk to you for a few minutes, okay? Praise God, because you can't be saved. I personally believe you can't be saved if you've had preaching 24-7, because how can you understand preaching sometimes? Preaching is like preaching the Word, but some people, especially like new comforts, when you hear somebody preaching about something that they don't understand, you know, that's going to be hard to understand. Does that make sense this morning? Hallelujah. So that's why we, it's important to understand the Word of God, okay? Praise God. So let's read Acts 4 and 12 once again. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 8, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Now, when I think about the plan of salvation, when I think about repentance, when I think about salvation, when I think of baptism and the Holy Ghost, I always think about Nicodemus and Jesus. In John chapter 1, uh, John chapter 3, excuse me, verse number 1, it says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Fairly, fairly, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God, being born again. And Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into the mother's room and be born? Jesus answered, Fairly, fairly, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, Jesus speaking, ye must be born again. We believe that the new birth experience is compromise of repentance, water baptism, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. This is the New Testament pattern for all believers to follow as a result of their faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2, verse number 38. Of course, Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's important that when we baptize somebody, this is part of baptism, but I kind of want to throw this in. When we baptize somebody, we should do it accordingly, word for word, what the Bible says. There is some that says in the name of the Lord Jesus. There's some that says in Jesus' name, and that's fine, but I personally don't believe that. If Peter did not say that. He said in the name of Jesus Christ. That's how he baptized. And guess what? That's how I'm going to baptize somebody. I'm going to say in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, it's in Jesus' name. Yes, it's in the name of the Lord Jesus. But Peter said in the name of Jesus Christ. We're going to do it by the Bible, not by what our opinions. Amen? Praise God. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, the book of Luke, chapter 13, verse number 1. This was the parable of the fig tree, Jesus here. And basically, he used this parable as to illustrate repentance. 
or perish. Either you're going to be saved or you're going to be lost. You're either going to make it to that city called heaven or you're going to perish in a lake of fire called hell. It's basically what Jesus was talking about here, okay? Praise God. He said there were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that the Galileans were sinners above all Galileans, because they suffer such things. I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. That's what Jesus said. He said, Unless ye repent, ye all shall perish. And or those eighteen upon whom the tower of Solomon fell and slew them. Think ye that ye were sinners above all men that dwell in Jerusalem. But I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. What is the definition of repentance? It means to feel or express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing of sin. Ashamed. We are ashamed. And Acts chapter 10, verse number 44 through 48 this is when Peter was preaching to Cornelius, I can't pronounce that name pretty well, forgive me, thank you sir, to Cornelius' household. He said, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. When they heard the word, oh hallelujah, that preached right there. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter can say, can any man forbid water? that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Now you can also read in the book of Acts chapter 19, verse number 1. This was when Paul was in Ephesus. He said, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? That's very important that we got to believe. Amen. We got to believe. And they said unto him, Have we have not such so much have heard whether there be any Holy Ghost? And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. And he said unto them, Paul said, John fairly baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people, They should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ. And you can read about that in the book of John, when John was having that baptism. And then when Jesus was walking, he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Oh, hallelujah. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. And they spake with tongues and prophesied. Hallelujah. We've been experiencing that here for the past couple weeks, haven't we? Hallelujah to God. It's very important. For example, I hope this makes sense to you this morning. When we're praying somebody through the Holy Ghost, for example, like Brother Johnny, we were praying him through the Holy Ghost. That night that Brother Mike Mellons was here and he ministered tonight, and I personally believe God sent him for that reason. There was a specific reason why Brother Mellons was here on a Wednesday night, because he had the word, he had the message that was needed for Brother Johnny to receive the Holy Ghost. I personally believe that. Hallelujah. But when Brother Johnny was up here seeking for the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, and this is probably, I'm probably getting ahead of myself because I want every including myself to understand the importance of the Holy Ghost and why it's very important when we pray somebody through the Holy Ghost how sincere that we got to be when we're praying somebody through but we were praying with him and we were he was calling on the name of Jesus he was loving the name of Jesus you know and then that's when there was anointing when you felt the spirit I felt the spirit on him I felt the anointing from him and I was feeling the anointing too. So what I did, that's I laid my hands on him. And I made up in my mind that I was not going to take my hand off of his head till he received the Holy Ghost. Because you read here in the scripture that when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them. Hallelujah. And it's very important because I was listening to a great man of God from years ago. He's, he's gone to me his reward now. A great man of God from the 1980s, 1990s, an apostolic preacher. I was listening to his message, and he was teaching about the importance of the Holy Ghost. And he says it's important that if you lay your hands on them, that it's important that you feel the anointing. 
But when you take your hands off of them, when they not receive the Holy Ghost, there's going to be a, a, a um, I can't think of the word, but it's going to bring doubt to their mind because their hand is gone. They can't, they can't feel that there anymore. And that puts doubt that they're not going to receive the Holy Ghost. And when I listen to that message, I say, Brother Seth, I'm going to make up in my mind that when I'm praying somebody do the Holy Ghost and I feel the anointing, when I lay my hands on them, this hand ain't going to come off till they receive the Holy Ghost. Amen? Praise God. And that's what Paul did. He laid his hands on them, and then the Holy Ghost came. And it's very important that we got to feel that anointing and that we got to let the Spirit move and that nothing is holding us back. Hallelujah. Because if anything's going to hinder the person receiving the Holy Ghost or if anything's hindering somebody that's praying them through the Holy Ghost, that's, going, that's very important that we got to have an open heart and an open mind and that if there's anything inside and out that is going to block or hinder or put a hindrance in somebody receiving the Holy Ghost, I want God to remove everything out of my heart and out of my mind because I don't want to put anything on somebody that's receiving the Holy Ghost, whether if I realize it or not. That's very important to me, and I hope that's important to you today. Hallelujah, because if you got the Holy Ghost, you can pray somebody through it. I got one, yes. If you got the Holy Ghost, you can pray somebody through the Holy Ghost. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a preacher. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. Oh, yeah, it sure did. Hallelujah. This, now, let's talk about Acts chapter 19, just kind of give you a better understanding. This was Paul's third missionary journey. He was a missionary. Hallelujah. He traveled, and Paul focused on unifying and encouraging believers. He spent time teaching the gospel spend time <laughs> and correcting doctrinal errors in Ephesus. It's, it's very important. Let me throw this in, and I hope and pray that you hear my heart today. But it's very important that you take time for people. It's very important that you take time for a new convert. It's very important that you take time for somebody that's struggling. It may take time from you, but honey, it's important to give them time because eternity is just next door. Eternity is next door. Oh, hallelujah. And sometimes I begin to wonder. It's like, you know, sometimes Jesus, he gives us 24-7 of his time. And we only give him five minutes sometimes. And I'll be the first to admit that to you today. I'll be the first to admit. There's been times, and I'll even be honest with you. Hallelujah. I'm the type of preacher. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. There's Even this past week, I've not given God much time as I should. Hallelujah. Because, of course, we've been very busy. But it's, but it's a lesson learned for us all the time. We all fail to do so. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. But it's important that we put God first and we put our time into God. Because he puts time into us. And I love how Paul, he illustrated how he took time for the churches in Corinth. He took the time in churches in Ephesus. And the church, the Philippian church, or the Colossian church, the Thessalonians. Hallelujah. That you can read about. He took really good time for Timothy. Hallelujah. I love Paul and Timothy. I love reading about Timothy and Paul. How Paul just illustrated the word of God and, and preached to him. Hallelujah. It was so I love the book of Timothy. Hallelujah. And Paul addressed in the book of Acts chapter 19, but he also expressed it throughout the whole book of Acts uh, when it came up to Paul. He said that he addressed the faith. He addressed the baptism and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Like Apollos in the book of Acts, these believers only knew about John's baptism, which you can read about in Matthew 3, Mark 1, and John 1. You can read their encounters. They were unaware that God had poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. But these disciples who believed in Jesus Christ and believed in the Holy Ghost, gladly they preached, obeying the preaching of Paul and submitted to baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus. Importantly, their example illustrated to those who have not taken on the name of Jesus in baptism the need to be rebaptized. It's important when, you, when you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you take on the name of Jesus. You take on the name of Jesus. That's what baptism is. For example, just if it doesn't make sense to you, I believe we're home folks here today, so I believe it does make sense to everybody. Here in about six months, I'll be marrying Madison. She's going to be taking on my name because she's going to be marrying to me. Hallelujah. I'll be, she stole my heart, so I'm going to have to steal her last name, but she'll always be grimming and blood and heart, bless her heart. Hallelujah. But when we get married, I'll be taking on her name. But that's a, how the Word of God is. When you are baptized... 
in the name of Jesus Christ, not only are you being submerged in the name, but you're taking on the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. How many remembers that message that Sister Madison preached not a while back? She was preaching about she was testifying to somebody or somebody asked her who she was and she said, I'm a child of God. They said, what's your name? She said, I'm Madison Grimm of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because I've took on the name of Jesus. I like that. Hallelujah. So my name is Sam Nathaniel Burke Jesus. What's your name? <laughs> Hallelujah to God. Following baptism, the Bible says that Paul laid his hands on these disciples. The Holy Ghost came down on them. They spoke with tongues and prophesied. While in this episode, speaking in tongues, let me explain speaking in tongues for just a moment. It corresponds to the sign of the infilling of the Holy Ghost baptism. And you can read about that in Acts chapter 2 and verse 4 and verse 11. And we're going to actually read that here in just a minute. Well, actually, let's just go ahead and read that now. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1 through 6. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. When we're believing somebody to get saved, when we're uh, baptizing somebody in the name of Jesus Christ, when somebody's getting filled with the Holy Ghost, it's very important that the church is in one mind and one accord. Hallelujah. And suddenly there came a sound because here's, you got proof of that, brother Seth? I sure do. Ask Jesus when he went to Jairus' house. Uh-huh. He took to Jairus' house to raise his 12-year-old daughter from the dead. And he told all the unbelievers, I preached that not uh, too long ago, I believe. Hallelujah. He told the unbelievers, I didn't believe. He told them to get out. Hallelujah to God. He told them to get out because they were going to hinder the miracle that was getting ready to happen in Jairus' house. And that's why it's important because when all those unbelievers with the believers was in the house, they weren't in one mind because you had believers and you had unbelievers. That's why it's important when, when somebody's coming to the altar of repentance or getting baptized in the name of Jesus Christ or being filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, etc. It's important that we got to be in one mind at one accord, because when we're in one mind and one accord, we're going to experience what happened in Pentecost. We're going to experience 120, and then we're going to experience that 3,000 added to the church daily, as the book of Acts chapter 2 says. Because we want souls to come into this church. We want souls in this community. Hallelujah. We want souls. That's why Bible Way Church is here. It's because of souls. We want what happened on the day of Pentecost to happen for Raven, Virginia. What happened on the day of Pentecost, we want to happen in Richlands, Virginia. What happened on the day of Pentecost, we want it to happen in Cedar Bluff, Virginia. We want it to happen in Bandy. We want it to happen in Doran. We want it to happen in Shorts Creek. Uh, we want it to happen in Short Scap and Grundy and Fansand and Taswell and Bluefield and Lebanon and Honeaker and Rosedale and all the other places in our area, in our county and the county surrounding. We want them to experience the day of Pentecost because what God did for them on the day of Pentecost, he said it's for you and for your children and to all that's afar off. And many as the Lord our God shall call and he's calling for whosoever will come and take of the water of life freely. Hallelujah. Thank God for this water of life. Thank God that it is free. Hallelujah. Because it was already paid for on Calvary. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I was thinking when I was studying this, I was thinking about salvation. And I'm getting ahead of myself again, and I'm going to try to hurry up here. But I feel like this is very important to share with you. I saw this picture on social media about this, like, it looks like a receipt. Like when you go to a store, a restaurant, etc., you get a receipt for your purchase. Hallelujah. And uh, I, was, you know, I saw this picture on social media. Somebody took the form of a, a receipt and called it the salvation bill. And what it said was it was the plan of salvation was on top of the receipt. And it was naming off sins like adultery, fornication, lust, uh, homosexuality, lying, cheating, stealing, killing, etc. Like it was showing all of that on the receipt. But when you came on this side of the receipt with the price, like that tells you how much it was, it says 0 0.00, 0 0.00. Because at the very bottom, the total said 0 because it was already paid for on Calvary. Hallelujah. And I'm glad to know 
that we can come to God freely. Hallelujah. Because that debt has already been paid for. The sin that we owe. Oh, my Lord. And what we owe to God. Hallelujah. It's like a heavy debt. But thank God it's already been paid for. We don't need a mortgage. We don't need a loan. Hallelujah. But it has been paid for by the blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank God. Somebody thank him for the cross today. Somebody thank him that it's the debt's been paid for. Hallelujah. Even though we owe him everything. Hallelujah. We can't repay what God has done for us. Oh, hallelujah. But it's been paid for, Brother Max. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. Thank God for salvation today. Salvation is important. Salvation is necessary. Because Jesus told Nicodemus, Except ye be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. I don't want to perish. Hallelujah. I don't want to go to that place that wasn't even made for me, Brother Moses. Hallelujah. I don't want to go to that lake of fire. Jesus didn't make that lake of fire for me. He didn't create a hell for me. Hallelujah. He didn't create hell for you, my friend. Hallelujah. Watching online, he didn't create hell for you. Hallelujah. But if except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Hallelujah. Let's continue reading here. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. You don't have to be standing to get the Holy Ghost sometimes. He said they were sitting. You can be in your pew and you can get the Holy Ghost. Oh boy. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you that it doesn't matter where you're at. The Holy Ghost can fall on you. Uh-huh. You can get the Holy Ghost in Walmart. Mm-hmm. You can get the Holy Ghost at Bonanza. Is that what we heard about Brother Joey the other day? He was praying over the food and got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. It doesn't matter where you get the Holy Ghost because it's promised for you. You can stand, you can kneel, you can sit or whatever. You can probably be running the streets and get filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah to God. And there appear unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. That's the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, gave them utterance. You can't speak in tongues when you want to. The Spirit, you got to yield to the Spirit. You got The Spirit's got to give you utterance to that. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, verse number 5. Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And when I was reading that scripture, I actually texted Madison at that, uh, it was that night when I was uh, typing this out. I was like, read those two scriptures, tell me what you think about that. Hallelujah. And we, were, we, just, we talked about it. And when, I, when we, after conclusion, these scriptures in verse number 5 through verse number 11, I believe, it, it was talking about the fact that speaking in tongues captured, captured the attention of the crowds visiting Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost. Not only were the believers given the ability to speak other languages, but others recognized their speech and testified they were declaring the wonderful works of God in various languages. While some onlookers, we got some of those today, hallelujah, were amazed, doubted, questioned, and mocked other believers. The miraculous work of the Holy Ghost results in a similar response today. Hallelujah. I've heard testimonies that when somebody was speaking in tongues, speaking in the Holy Ghost, that there was somebody, I can't remember who it was, but I heard a testimony that somebody got filled with the Holy Ghost and the, there was a, a person that came that was of a different language. They didn't speak English. They spoke another language. And they said, I understand what they said. And it was something about God. I was like, ain't that something? Hallelujah. You never know. You can be speaking in tongues and you may witness to somebody. Oh, hallelujah. You don't need to go to college or school to get taught how to speak in tongues. You let the Holy Ghost do it. You let the Holy Ghost do it. That's amazing about the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah to God. Woo! Hallelujah. And verse number 7, They were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all of these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Now, uh, verse number 9 through 10, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't pronounce some of these names I'm going to do my best, but forgive me if it sounds silly. Hallelujah. But this was talking about these, these areas and these nations. Hallelujah. It was talking about the Parthians and the Medes and the Elamites and the dwellers of Mesopotamia and the Judea 
and Cappadocia and Pontius and Asia, Pygra and Pamphylia in Egypt. That was in Egypt, those two places. And in the parts of Libya and Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians. I think I did pretty good. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying once another, what made of this? Others smoking, saying, these men are full of new wine. Well, you got that right. Hallelujah to God. It wasn't the wine that you may think of, but it was the wine. <laughs> Hallelujah, the brand new wine. It wasn't Budweiser. It wasn't Miller Light. It wasn't all those other uh, fancy names I can't say. Hallelujah, that makes you drunk. Hallelujah, but it was the new wine of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, and I'm not going to read the remainder of that chapter, but everybody should know what the remainder of that chapter says. Hallelujah, Peter said, For these are not drunk as you suppose, seeing it's the third hour of the day. Hallelujah, for this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Joel chapter 2 and verse 28 when he said it. He said that, oh, hallelujah, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. All flesh. Not just the Americans. Hallelujah, all flesh. That includes the Americans. That includes the Canadians. That includes the Mexicans. That's why we got missionaries. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Just like Paul, he was a missionary. Hallelujah. It was for all the Brazilians. It was all for the Cuban. It was all uh, for Egypt and Europe and Asia and Africa. And if there's anybody in Antarctica, it's for those in Antarctica. It's the Holy Ghost. It's for whosoever. Hallelujah. It's going to, the Spirit of God is going to pour out on all flesh. All flesh. Every nation, tribe, and tongue is for all flesh. Hallelujah. Now let's go back to Acts chapter 10 about Cornelius. Hallelujah. Let me read those two scriptures to you one more time. Verse 46 and verse 47. He said, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnified God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Now listen to Peter's report in Acts chapter 11, the next chapter. He said in verse number 1, And the apostles and brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter was come up to Jerusalem, they that were of the circumcision contended with him, saying, Thou wentest into men uncircumcised, and didst eat with them. But Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by order unto them same. Now this is when Peter was talking about the vision he had in Acts chapter 10 verse 9. He said, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. A certain vessel descended, as it had been a great sheet, let down from heaven by four corners, and it came even unto me. Upon the which I have fastened my eyes, I consider, and saw four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Arise, Peter, slay, and eat. But I said, No, not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean hath at any time entered into my mouth. But the voice answered me again from heaven, What God hath cleansed, thou callest called thou not thou common and this was done three times oh the third time <laughs> and all were drawn up again into heaven and behold immediately there were three men already come unto the house where I was sent from Caesarea unto me and the spirit bade me go with them nothing doubting moreover these six brethren accompany me and we enter into the man's house and he showed us how he seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who shall tell thee words, whereby thou and all thine household shall be saved. Saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them, as on us at the beginning. Then remember I the word of the Lord, how that he said, and this is what Jesus said. It's red writing in the Acts eleven sixteen. He said, John indeed baptized with water, but he but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. For as much then as God gave them like the like gift as he did unto us, who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, was what was I that I could resend God? When they heard these things they held their peace and glorified God's same then have God also to the Gentiles granted repentance 
unto life. It's not just the Holy Ghost. It's not just for the Jews. It's also for the Gentiles. It's for everyone. No matter your nationality. No matter your race. The Holy Ghost is for you. Let me continue on. Acts chapter 8. Verse number 17. This was after Stephen died from being stoned for the gospel's sake. In Acts chapter 7 you can read about that. Saul persecuted the church. And Philip preached in Samaria. This is what we're getting ready to read about. All right. But there was a certain man called Simon, who before time in the same city used sorcery, which is witchcraft, and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And to him they had regard, because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. But when they, uh, verse number 13, and Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto him Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid their hands on them, here we go again, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when uh, Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. Simon wanted to buy what they had, saying, Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. Let me preach for just 30 seconds. You can't buy the Holy Ghost. You can't buy salvation. As I've already mentioned, for Simon, he inquired about purchasing the ability to perform the same quote-unquote trick as he saw it, apparently with the intention of profiting from this gift. Because of Simon's error today, the buying or selling of a religious office or sacred privilege is called synonymy, which means buying or selling of something spiritual or closely connected with the spiritual. Let me say this as well. We are not a religious church or a religious organization. We are not in any way, shape, or form religious. We are Christians that are saved and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I refuse to be religious. I refuse to be religious. I refuse to be part of any man-made traditions. Jesus Christ didn't die for my religion. Oh, I know I've said that many times, but just let me say it one more time. He didn't die for my religion. He didn't die for my denomination. Oh, let me take it a step further. He, he, he didn't die for my non-denomination. Hallelujah. By the way, we're neither of them. We're not denominal. We're not non-denominal. Hallelujah. But as I said earlier, we are the church built on the rock, as Jesus said. And we preach the apostles' doctrine, which they preach in the book of Acts and throughout the New Testament after the church was birthed in A.D. Hallelujah, 30. Hallelujah to God that we preach what they preach on the day of Pentecost. And my friend, that is repentance. Hallelujah, repentance means being sorry. But it's more than being sorry. But repentance is being done. Hallelujah to God, being done with sin, uh, being done with this world. Hallelujah, we got to die out. We got to die daily, as the Bible says. We got to take up our cross, Brother Eddie, and follow Jesus. Hallelujah, we got to crucify our flesh every single day of our lives. Hallelujah, because we have to deal with flesh. Hallelujah to God, because the flesh doesn't want to deal with the spirit. Uh, hallelujah, we got to put flesh to the side. Oh, I don't feel like going to church. My head hurts. Well, think about the crown of thorns that was on his head. Uh, oh, my back hurts. Uh, oh, think about Jesus uh, when he carried the cross. Uh, oh, think about the stripes he took upon his back for your healing. Uh, oh, I'm just preaching to myself right now. Uh, hallelujah to God because when I think about the pain I endure, uh, when I think about the troubles I endure, uh, all I need to think about, Brother Bobby, is Calvary. 
All I need to think about is Calvary. Uh, oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Boo. The Bible says in Acts 38, he said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Everybody say gift. Gift. What's a gift? A thing given willingly to someone without payment. A present, in other words. We're getting ready. We're in the Christmas season now. Hallelujah, we did it yesterday, and we'll be doing it on the 17th. We'll be doing it on 24th, 25th, or whatever dates at the rest of this month. Most of the time, you, during the Christmas season, we give gifts. We give presents to somebody. We give it to somebody. Hallelujah. We paid for it, but who we're giving it to doesn't have to pay for it because we're giving it to them. Oh, that's what Jesus did on Calvary. <laughs> Woo, that was a revelation to somebody right there. Hallelujah. He shall receive the gift, the present, without payment of the Holy Ghost freely. Hallelujah. Let me, uh, let me preach one more time to you, okay? The Holy Ghost is free. Salvation is free. Baptism is free. If we had that, the screens on today, I would have put the picture of that salvation bill on the screen for you. But you can look it up and see it for yourself online. Hallelujah. But healing is free. Deliverance is free. Miracles are free. All God asks is from you is to humble yourself. Hallelujah. And as I've already said, Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. He laid down his life, his earthly life. He laid down his life. My question to you in the sanctuary today, watching online, will you lay down your life? Will you lay down your life for the master today? Did not Jesus said in John 15, 13, Greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. What is the plan of salvation? Why did Jesus give his life? Why did we preach that you must be saved? That's what the jailer said to Paul and Silas in the Roman jail. <laughs> he said, what must I do to be saved? Hallelujah. Acts 2.38, this was Peter's message in the upper room. After Jesus ascended into heaven 40 days after the resurrection, he told his disciples to tarry in Jerusalem till the promise comes. Hallelujah. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came, and they had a Holy Ghost party in the upper room. Hallelujah. And Peter started preaching, and it pricked the heart of his message. It pricked the hearts of the men and women. And they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And let me just say, I know I've said that scripture five times, but honey, we, that's our message. That's our message. Matter of fact, you should say that every day of your life. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, except a man be born of water, except he's born again, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot see or enter the kingdom of God. That's why we teach, that's why we preach so hard all the time. Because, honey, if you're not born again, if you've not been baptized, not filled with the Holy Ghost, I can't make you do that. you got, you got to make that up in your own mind. If I made you get baptized or made you repent, I'm in big trouble. I'll go ahead and tell you that right now. Hallelujah. I'll be, I'll be, I will goof. Hallelujah. Praise God. I can't make you. All we can do, Brother uh, Pastor and First Lady, myself, Sister Madison, Brother Chase, Brother Mellons, Brother Sammy, uh, Sister Sammy, Sister Shara, or any other ministers that we have, Hallelujah. That's why we preach and teach so hard. We, all we can do is preach it to you. But we can't make you. We can't make you. Hallelujah. I can't make you live right. I can't make you dress right. I can't make you talk right, walk right, and whatever else, spit right or whatever. That's got to be you between you and the good Lord. And all we can do is preach to you. All we can do is teach to you. Hallelujah. Let me wrap it up here. I see it's past 11. Hallelujah. That clock back there says 11.02. Mine says 11.03. So I'm going to take that one. That's the right clock. Hallelujah. Praise God. But let me finish. I want to keep my word for you today. Hallelujah. But I'm actually right at the very end. Hallelujah. It says here, what do we need to do, Peter? That's what they said. He said, you got to repent. And for those that's the Thompson chain, it's topic 2706 through 2708. Repentance is turned from the acts of sin and acts God's forgiveness. I'm not, and uh, uh, not for just being sorry for sin, 
by turning away from sin and turning to Jesus Christ. He said, return unto me and I return unto you. Hallelujah. In Luke 13 and 3, he said, I tell you, nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Acts 3.19, he said, Repent ye therefore and be converted, which means uh, that your sins may be blotted, which means mark or stain out, when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Acts 8.22, he said again, Repent therefore of this thy wickedness, and pray God that perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. Acts 17 and 30, he said, In the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Second Peter 3 and 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but it's long-suffering, hallelujah, to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. First John 1 and 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We must die daily. We are flesh. We are human. We all sin and come short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. We must crucify our flesh and repent daily. We have to repent daily, bowed up. Hallelujah. As John preached in Matthew 3, 2, he said, John said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We must be that voice in the wilderness in this wicked world and preach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. To preach Acts 2, 38, and prepare the way to the gates of heaven. God sent a man of God to Raymond in 1980 to prepare the way for you and I, that we can be saved and be redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Mount Calvary over 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. I'm coming to a close. Next time I, I teach, this, the next Sunday or whenever Sunday I teach, hallelujah, we're going to we'll continue scriptures on repentance, and then we're going to get to throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. And then we'll begin teaching on the importance of baptism. Hallelujah. Because if you've not been baptized in Jesus' name, I'm going to do what the Bible says. There's water. I, it's probably ice cold, but there's water. I'd rather be baptized in ice water than be in a lake of fire for eternity. Think about that for just a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have some baptisms here soon. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Anybody got any questions? Hallelujah. I hope I made sense to you today. I hope I was a blessing, encouragement, and a help to you. Hallelujah. I just want to help you. I want to help me too. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you.